the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. Celebrating our 10th year of ministry on AM 630 The Word. Visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. I know the announcer said it's the word to stand on for life, but it's way more than that today. It's the date day edition of the show. And that means Paula is live in studio with me. You should see how beautiful she looks. Thank you. I'm batting my eyes like, you know, it's kind of flirtatious in here right now. (laughs) Well, you know. Well, what? There are people that want to put this on TV so people can watch it, not just listen to it. Yeah, no. Well, right now, we could just keep the camera on you. That would be perfect. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. As obviously you know by now, I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life. And today, whatever your heart needs, encouragement or otherwise, Paula is here. All you have to do is to provide the phone calls, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. It's like, (laughs) it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Doesn't it come fast? Oh, it really does. You know, I miss, I miss not being here, but then when it's here, it's like, didn't we just do this the other day? <laughs> yeah, it's so, everything's going so fast. Tomorrow you'll say, we've made it through another week. Well, that's Lord willing, yeah. unless Jesus comes in a few minutes or tonight or first thing tomorrow morning, which would be just fine. As good as you look, he's probably coming, like, now. Okay, because when I was walking with the Lord this morning, I love saying that now. <laughs> I was telling him, I said, you know, Lord, you know everybody who's going to get saved. You already know. And so... Instead of me just praying for one at a time, can't we just in mass? A group prayer. You know what I'm saying? Just (laughs) get them all today. Let's go. I think you've been on too many group texts. (laughs) Maybe that's it. (laughs) I should be done with those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So come on, Jesus. I don't think it's okay to say, Lord, can you hurry up? (laughs) Why? Because it's supposed to be thy will, not my will be done. Well, you know, you can pray really hard <laughs> you know will you will you judge the town if there's 50 righteous and you can go all the way down you know <laughs> i think he stopped with it 10 or five, five. five he could have gone all the way down so i'm going for the 50 or more or all of those who need to be saved i just lumped them all together the lost the hurting the hungry the broken the needy confused fearful angry lord and any others <laughs> that we don't have on our list yet you know all about them let's get this thing done so, you know, not. And you're all dressed up because you're going to a 50th birthday party. For one of our 
the nicest girl, the nice girl of the pastor's wives. She's just the nicest mm-hmm. woman ever mm-hmm. who's is. ever lived. Yeah, I think so too. So I yes. can't believe she was so young when we first met them. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> yeah, but she was even younger. <laughs> and 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 50, I just feel yeah. like really old now. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's it's dumb. It's so well, dumb. Natasha, happy birthday. If yeah. you're listening, I know you're probably not because you've got things to do today, but, mm-hmm. but happy birthday. Yeah. Paula, what is on your heart today? Well, I have a lot of things on my heart. Tomorrow is the last day of Calvary Kids Bible School. And even if you your kids missed all week, you can still come and, and, and be a part tomorrow. They always are bringing, letting kids come in. They've really been having a blast, haven't oh, they? Oh, yeah, they have. And, and tomorrow night, all the kids... You know, we during the week, they, they get taught all the moves. And so tomorrow night, kids and um, those of us on the dance team, you, you heard how I said those, of, those us. of us on the dance team? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so cute. Frank came up to me last night. He just had one question. Okay, so you going to dance tomorrow night? <laughs> I said, well, right now, I'm okay, Frank, but, you know, we'll see. Well, you know, our caveat is always LW, Lord LW, willing. Lord willing, yeah. <laughs> if I'm still standing up and both these legs are working, I'm going to be out there. So, yeah, pray for me. You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to unionize the kids at Calvary Kids Bible School next year. What does that mean? Unionize them. They need representation. <laughs> okay. Because the snacks are really crummy. Oh, you need to stop. These people <laughs> go through a lot of work to make sure. We had, we had one, one day where it was hot dog day. Yeah, it was. That's your day. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's that's what you come to Calvary Kids Bible School for. (laughs) But then, then I went out yesterday. Okay, what? And they were preparing the snacks, Uh and it was fruit cups, not not the kind you buy. I mean, they made fruit. I mean, it was stuff that they made, Uh and so it was it was out there in fruit, and it was colorful. I said, (laughs) "What is this?" And they said, "This is next." I said, "Where are the red vines?" Oh, you go have these kids. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. They bounce off the wall already and you're gonna make them worse. So my approach to the kids is let's demand better snacks <laughs> for next year. Donuts, red vines. Come on. That's that's the kind of snacks. No, Pastor Ron, you're supposed to be teaching these kids um gratitude. Be thankful for whatever you get, you know. But they'll be grateful for new representation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. That's what. Yeah. yeah. The kids, the kids that were on my side on this, I think. <laughs> I bet you they were too. I bet you they were too. So okay, anyway. sorry for interrupting. Okay, yeah. So, Calvary Kids Bible School. You know, it's it's kids get saved here. And, you know, and you say this all the time. Kids instinctively know that Jesus is real. That He loves them. That He wants the very best for them. And um, they don't have any issue with that. And and so a lot of kids, th- tomorrow's the coolest day because, you know, I well, I may not get here early enough. They may have been doing it every day this week, though, tell you the truth, um, giving altar call. No, I think they, they save it for Friday. They do, okay. Um, where the junior high and high school or um, servants now, you know, they come up like the adults do on our Sunday mornings and Friday nights and receive these kids to, for prayer, to get saved, to just pray for anything, you know. Please pray for my puppy because, you know, he he has a broken leg. I mean, just it's kid prayer to the ones who really understand um, where, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian, say a fifth grader. I'm a Christian, but I'm convicted. I have not been the kind of, son to my parents or brother or sister to my siblings and I need to repent. I mean it they get the gospel, they get the truth and they understand where they are and to see these kids come up to these other kids that just happen to be a little bit bigger um and ask for a prayer. I'm just like Grandma crybaby back there. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Paul, let's take a, a quick break. Come back where you are in a minute. Okay. Let's go to Ron calling from San Antonio on line one. Ron, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello, Pastor Ron and, and Mama Paula. Good to hear from both of you. It's always, it's always a joy to, to hear you two together on the air. Thanks, Ron. Uh, thanks, Ron. How are you? Okay. All right. I just came home and it's a little warm and Trying to uh, acclimate, you know how spoiled we are. Mm-hmm. You know, you 
<laughs> I go to work. I work in AC. I drive in AC. I live in AC. Oh my goodness! If anything happens to AC, it's like oh, you just realize how. Yeah, with how all that we, are. with all that we have the nerve to complain about the heat. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Ron? Well, well, I have a question. This is the year. This is going to be actually, I believe, the summer. Uh, it's only been maybe. A full, going on three years, my daughter and I have given our life to Jesus Christ, and we've given up the, the Catholic religion, and I believe God loves all good Catholics, and I think he's just waiting for them to come around, just like you mentioned before, and, and put away some of those trappings and laws and yep. man-made regulations, statues, rosaries, and all of the above. And, um, well, we, we, we were going to get baptized, absolutely. We were looking for submersion. And we know that you've got something coming up, too, where we have yet to decide where we're going to go. But we have heard, my daughter was at a Bible study just last night. It's a, it is a Baptist Bible study. And she said that the preacher had mentioned some type of blasphemy. If you are studying, and it seemed a little extreme, but, it, but I could be wrong. I just needed to hear from you, Pastor Ron and Mama Paula, about this. He said that there was some form of... He mentioned blasphemy, according to my daughter. If you're not mm -hmm. baptized, and you're in word, and you're coming to church, and you're worshiping, and you're in yeah. the Bible, you're in, and you're, you're, you're with the congregation, and your your heart, even with your heart um, set on Jesus Christ and Christ alone as our Savior, he mentioned to her that came home kind of shook up and said, Dad, I think yeah. we're kind of in trouble. We need to get baptized as soon as possible. You mentioned some type of blasphemy, that if we're, if we're immersing ourselves in the Word, yet we're not baptized. And I don't know whether that was coming from personal convictions or direct from the the Gospel. I have yet yeah. to look that up wholeheartedly. Yeah. But I just, Pastor Ron, um, I need to hear from you. What, yeah, let me, deal, let, let me deal with that, Ron. This is heartbreaking to mm -hmm. me. Um, first of all, I, I don't know where you went. You said it was something Baptist, but it's not a healthy environment at all. Um, it could have been a fundamentalist church. I don't know what it was, but the, but the, 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 the comment um, is in and of itself cruel and harsh, um, unloving, and, and, and not to... Uh, uh, also, it's doctrinally incorrect. Um, baptism is something that all Christians should do. Now, every time, there's always those fringe guys out of balance who say, uh, when I say baptism isn't necessary to be saved, uh, they say, well, baptism's important, and you don't think it's important, and you're trivializing it. I am not. Baptism is very important. It's a public declaration of our faith in Jesus Christ. It is the the um, um, death of the old you and the and the, the rebirth of the new you in symbolic form. And it's a public confession of our faith. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father. Uh, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. So baptism is important. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. Jesus said to get baptized. The book of Acts, they practice baptism. And throughout the epistles, they teach about the importance of baptism. So that's why it's one of the two sacraments, along with communion, of the New Testament church. But it is only that. It is a sacrament. And baptism does not save us. Over and over, you see people get saved, and they die, and they go to heaven, and they have had no opportunity uh, to be baptized. Um, God cares about what happens in the heart. Now, regarding baptism, uh, we do it because Jesus said to do it, and we um, um, he, 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 he appreciates it. And, and I, I know Christians say, well, if you don't have to do it, why should I do it? And the answer is, well, Jesus told you to do it. And if somebody doesn't care about being obedient to Jesus, then that would make me question their heart. And I would ask them those questions directly. But to scare your daughter um, uh, with, with uh, your, your, it's blasphemy if you haven't been baptized um, is absolute nonsense and it's wrong. Uh, Ron, just for your information, you can take this down. We are having a public baptism uh, on August the 7th. Uh, it's Sunday after our third service, so normally we get out there about 3 o'clock. 
Um, it, it's also a great time of fellowship and food. Uh, but but the main reason we're out there is is to baptize people. And it's it's going to be a wonderful time, and you and your daughter are certainly invited to come. And the only criteria isn't that you come to Calvary Chapel. The only criteria is that you are a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And because I don't know you and won't recognize you, uh, if you're out there, ask somebody to introduce you to me. And um, and uh, I'm, I, because I've known you on the radio show a little bit, um, um, you know, I'll be happy to do it. And it'll be a, a memorable day for you and for your daughter. And please tell her, apologize on behalf of the Lord. Um, for me, just I'm, I'm so sorry that somebody misrepresented the Lord like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus is looking to um, enjoy people in their fellowship, mm-hmm. not to send them away or to frighten them. Mm-hmm. Paula, you want to add anything? Yeah. In, in fact, Ron, we don't know you or your daughter, but it would re- really be a, a sweet thing if you would come to the church on August 7th for third services at 1159 and and then get to meet us in person and then you just can follow us out to where we're going. Um, It's one of the people in our, is a couple in our fellowship. Um, And so it would be a lot more comfortable for you, for them, for us, if you were here and we knew you just a little bit. So um, our church address is 2935. Pat Booker Road in Universal City. Um, and it doesn't look like a church, so don't worry about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can send uh, questions to or info to uh, calvarysa.com, and we'll contact you if you send us your address. Um, you know, Maybe a picture of you guys or something. That might make it a little easier, too. So, anyway. Okay. I'll, I'll have my daughter coordinate that, Mama Paula, because she's real good with her device, and a whole lot faster and better than I am. And August 7th, yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I'll admit it. Yeah. Good for you. And, and Ron, for, for for both of you, you and your daughter, don't worry about being uncomfortable or feeling awkward because you don't know people. It'll take about 30 seconds yeah. for the people oh, around here to beautiful. embrace you and just, just you, you'll feel right at home. Yeah. And okay. Ron, used to, Ron used to ask this. Ron used to ask this all the time. Um, Ron, um, he said, how many of you who come to Calvary Chapel San Antonio come from a Catholic background. And I did that just the other night. And I right now, it's probably 85%. Before, it used to be 90 95% came from a Catholic background. So there's a whole lot of people who can relate to where you were Good. and where you Good. are now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that date is one day after my birthday. I'm on, my birthday is August 6th, so August 7th is it's, it's in, my, in my mind now, in my heart. And I think it would be an, it would be an honor uh, for us yeah. to be... Uh, um, be baptized with uh, you, Pastor Ron, and Mama Paula there. And um, I'm going to let my daughter know today when she gets home from work, she's a little speech pathologist, and she drives to all of her little autistic clients. And, and um, oh, I'm going to give her the good news. Yes. Bless her heart. Thank you, Ron. Uh, you share a birthday week with Paula, by the way, because Paula's birthday is this coming Tuesday. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. for, for, for I wasn't really talking I'm... about it. thank you Ron God bless look forward to meeting you face to face okay thank you Uh God bless (laughs) 340-9585 for your live calls and questions why are you looking at me like that because I'm I'm thinking it's getting to that place where like you birthday (laughs) 7-0 woo Jesus you should be back by now yeah anyway Um, so come on Ron and I don't even know his daughter's name. But I know he prayed well, he, for no, he her once before. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't say it. Yeah. Okay. So, Sweet Summer de- Devotions. It's been so fun, right? Um, Rosalinda was just our last speaker. And, you know, it's this year, for those of you who don't know, is the OG um, crew of the starting of Calvary Chapel San Antonio. First, the oldest OG, of course, is Pastor Ron. And, you know, and then I think I'm next in line. And here we are all these years <laughs> later. But some of the the OG ladies have uh, been sharing. And Rosalinda was this past Monday night. And <laughs> she was funny because she said when they first came, came to the church, she just was looking around at, you know, the, it's a, what would they call it, a rec center at the, 
Recreation right. Center at our apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of church? <laughs> what kind of church is this? Hey, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you know? that's right. You know, and uh, she was funny. She said, "I remember one time, Pastor Ron's back is to the to the window, and we're you know the few people that are there, and this lady just comes up to the window <laughs> in her bikini." And all her stuff. Just because the recreation center was right outside the pool, or, or the pool was right outside the, the rec center. <laughs> yeah. And she just said nearly as, like it really was, but all of her body was pressed up against <laughs> She's trying to look in the and window, see what like, was going on. What's going on in there? We're like, uh, we're trying to listen to a Bible. But your eyes just kind of went towards her. Yeah, the next week I turned things around so everybody else's back was to the pool so I'd be able to see that kind of thing. But but it wasn't true, Rosalind, that she brought up some great memories. I mean, yeah. just to hear other people's perspective on things mm-hmm. and and um, um, just reliving those old days is wonderful. Sometimes it's just fascinating. I know. She did leave out a couple of really kind of cool things because she did say that they came from a a bad church, and it was hard to leave the bad church. But after a while, you know, you, you, the Lord just honors your desire to know him more. And so there was maybe after five years of being there, um, and she came from a Catholic church. Um, but she said, after a while, you just, what we're getting taught here isn't right. And her husband was, you know, Elder, Elder Rick. He wasn't then. <laughs> he wasn't then, but... <laughs> They both kind of looked at each other and said, the teaching's not right. These people are wonderful. They love us. We love them. But we're going the wrong way. And that, that's hard. When you fall in love with people, To they're like family. You know, our church becomes family. And so, but now it's time to leave. That's what Jesus said, though. My sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. I call them by name and they follow me. Yeah. And so that's what they did. Um, and so now it was her job to find a new church. And so back in the day, it was the shepherd's guide, you know. And so she was starting at at the top. And they got to this one line, Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, one day. And so they came to our church and it's in an apartment complex. And she just looking around, what, again, what kind of church, <laughs> what kind of church is this? You know, after they've come from the fancy kind of, you know, and so I remember, you know, because the only person who knew people to give was me. You didn't even know then. And, but because the church was you and me. <laughs> the administrators were. Yeah, I've never known who uh, gave SWAT. The administrators were you and me. And so I was thinking, wow, babe, there's a couple that's given, uh, you know, kind of beyond their means and. I think they came from one of those churches where you give to get. So, because I'm not the pastor, I said, you should probably talk to him. And that was like, I'm so glad I'm not the pastor. Um, and so you have to talk to him. And so I said, uh, I, I, I let you know. And I don't know how that worked out, but you called him in, I guess, huh? Yeah, just talked to him. Uh-huh. And so tell I, him. I just asked him. I said, you know, you're 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 giving... Um, seems, I mean, based on what I know, your giving seems to be excessive and, and almost like you have to do it every week. Mm-hmm. And they explained the church that they came from and they're just looking to get blessed. And I remember saying to them, uh, how about you stop giving for a while? Now, we were poor. We sure were. We had were. no money at all. Mm-hmm. But but let's stop giving for a while. And what is the Lord saying to you? Well, and and Rick said to me, he said, well, well, I think the Lord really wants us to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. I said, so why don't you stop giving? And instead of giving here, why don't you retire debt? And, um, then, you know, people just don't expect to hear that from a church. And yet that's exactly what they did. And boy, mm-hmm. God really honored them. Yeah. And we didn't talk about this on Monday night, even in the Q&A. Um, but they so desired to get out of debt that they... They bought smaller cars, for one thing. Yeah, they really downsized. They really downsized. And then uh, at one of the the locations that they had downsized and got this smaller car, they were having a giveaway. And so Rosalinda was there getting a car service or something, and she said she filled out a card for herself, and then she asked the people there, 
can I fill out a card for my husband? And they're like, oh, sure. Well, Rick, when he found out what she had done, he says to her, I'm going to win a car. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, right, whatever, you know, kind of thing. And sure enough, God really honored their, I mean, they were diligent in getting out of debt. And God blesses obedience. Mm-hmm. And people, I don't think we realize that. Yeah. But that's exactly what happened. They retired their debt this, the, to the best of their ability, mm-hmm. and God just sped up the process. Yeah, and and I guess when they won the car, and you know the story better than I do because you went with them, I think, to go get it. I, um, and and um, I guess they that car made them enough money to... Yeah, r- r- you know, rather than buy a uh, take the new car, they just sold it back to the dealership. Mm-hmm. It's brand new. It was just a real quick transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and um, um, what they got for that car, uh, almost to the amount, completely got them out of debt. Yeah. yeah. Amazing thing. Yeah. But see, yeah. God does yeah. that. More on this when we come back. I didn't know we were at that close to the end of the program. Ooh, that went fast. Into the first half. Hey, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. This is the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Beautiful Paula is live in studio. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life, celebrating our 10th year of ministry on AM 630, The Word. We're taking your calls at 210-340-9585. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Date Day show, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paula, I know you got lots of stuff you want to talk about, but but just this Rosalinda brought back so many great memories of those early days here. Uh, but one of the things that we saw repeatedly was God do things for people just like that. You know, they they set their heart to be obedient, and God just sped up the timetable. And we've seen that happen over and over and over again uh, throughout the years. But. Um, Rosalind, who's been with us now for 26 years, um, her and Rick. Rick is, was my very first elder and uh-huh. continues in that role today. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a, a real blessing. And to watch what God has done, to hear her sharing her heart, uh, was really a neat thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, she doesn't say that she's teaching you know, anything. She says, I'm just talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just talking. She's so cute. Um, and she said the one thing is that everybody who comes through the doors knows they're loved. And that's the biggest compliment, I think, that we could ever receive, yeah. too. So. Who's next on the Sweet Summer Devotion list? Mary Ellen Clausen. And that's next Mary. week, and then the following week is the last one? Uh-huh, yeah. and that's Darlene yeah. <laughs> Lippman. Woo-hoo. These people have been here the whole time. How cool. I have, and I never know what they're going to talk about, for sure. You know, even Rosalinda... Uh, in the second part of her, she was, you know, kind of talking us up a little more than I was comfortable with, but, you know, it was all right. So, anyway, it was just, it's been a wonderful time. And, again, the Q&A time, because we turn the microphone, you know, off at that time, because sometimes people ask even more personal questions, and then, of course, the answers are going to be more personal, and that's just... Too much. That, so. That's that's where the real ministry. Yeah. Um, you kind of in, in Rosalinda's case, she she started it, mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit finishes it in the Q of A. Yeah. And it's really a good thing. So, yeah. uh, ladies, get here. Yeah. We've got two more two more sweet summer devotions uh, left in the summer. The next two Monday nights, um, and get here and and mm-hmm. just hang around. You'll be amazed at the transparency, uh, and the goodness of God and yeah. the love of the people that, that live here. Absolutely, because a lot of people will look at some of the ladies who've been here a long time thinking they have it all together, and they always did. But these are those times where you get to find out how far God had to stoop down, how deep, wide, high, long is his love for each one of us, and how he will never stop pursuing. And if you don't come and get involved, 
some of the some of the things you are going to relate to. Um, but if you miss out, you just never know. We had one lady stand up and say to Rosalinda, "I know who you are, but now I know you." That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Very Monday cool. night, seven o'clock, and there's uh, the men's teaching. Um, there's, I think, third through sixth grade, or maybe second through sixth grade teachings. There's junior high teachings, and then there's youth teachings, the high school age. So, and then we have you know childcare for the pre-K little kids, so everybody can come. So please, next Monday and the Monday after that, and then we're going to take a couple of weeks off. So anyway, you had a question the other day, a, a lady, uh, Meredith saying she's dating a pastor <laughs> you know what do i need to be uh concerned with it seems like it's getting kind of serious you know well it's the best life ever um and i don't know you know it can be um it's always joyful but it's not always pain-free so but what do you want it's it's never been pain-free yeah <laughs> but it's just like having regular kids I mean, I loved every minute of being a mom after I got over the shock of being pregnant, you know. <laughs> um, but there's, it wasn't pain-free, but was it ever worth it? Yes. And so you, the, you and I, when we pray, even this morning as we were walking along, thank you, Lord, for this life, this privileged life. Um, when I wake up on church days, Almost all the time, I'm like, somebody could get saved today. Sometimes I'll say somebody's going to get saved today. Because um, uh, you're naming it and claiming it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just know it, Pastor Ron, you know. But, yeah, we, have, we get to present the gospel. Um, it's just an amazing thing. On communion days, that's like your special day. But we get the privilege of introducing Jesus to people. You get to tell them what it represents. I just had a thought. Remember, Paula, when I first got saved? And when we would go into churches and, and they would be doing communion, we'd get so excited. Mm-hmm. And so we'd then go leave and go to another church where mm-hmm. there's communion. And then mm-hmm. we'd go try to find another. We mm-hmm. just couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Well, now I get to do communion three times every Sunday, the first Sunday every of the month. month. Yeah. Yeah, so I get to do it just myself three yeah, times. Just, yeah. That's that's just the way God blesses people. Yeah, it's just amazing. So, uh, a pastor dating a pastor. Well, some of the things you got to look out look out for. Make sure he's doesn't just have the gift of preaching. That he's really teaching God's word. He knows God's word. Um, and if you're a little intimidated by it, that's a good thing. That means he knows his stuff. I'm a little bit intimidated by my husband if he just if he didn't know. He know he's so smart he can just remember everything. Stop. So, um but anyway, yeah. So he has to love love the Bible. Does he love people? You know, we had a guy who um he knew the word, but then he asked Ron, Do I have to like people? He's gotta like people. So, um he didn't have to be the most outgoing. I'm not married to the most outgoing guy, and which kind of cool last night because he said Elijah was more the hermit-like, mm-hmm. and Elisha was more the people person. That's a good match. That's a perfect match. Well, Ron and I are like that. So he is more the serious one, um, Loves God's word, loves the calling he has. This radio program and, and him standing at the pulpit teaching, you can tell he was born to do exactly that. And then me, more the people person one, um, I'm more of the one who says, come on, we can do it. We can do it. You know what he said is true. Come on, let's do the right thing, okay? Let's do it together. And I'll help you and you help me kind of a thing. Um, but dating a pastor is really kind of cool you're you should be safe um you know there's he's following the, he's following the rules you you know if there's anything weird or anything. well let me interject because i i would add that even more important maybe than any of that is that he's living what he teaches 
that, that you can see the fruit of the Spirit in it, love, peace, love, joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, mm-hmm. and self-control. But it, it, you should be able to, to see that demonstrated in his everyday life. Um, don't, don't assume that a pastor is going to be always kind. Um, we, we, we need to be kind men. But, but as Paul said, we really have to love God's people. Um, John, the Apostle John, says if we say we love God but, but don't love the people, then we're a liar and the truth isn't in us. So you can look for all of those things and make sure most of all you feel safe and you feel gentle with them. And then, Paul, the only other thing I would add is he's got to love God's Word so much. He's, he's, his, his life has got to be spent in God's Word. And then, then he'll live that out. Mm-hmm. And you should know and be okay with him loving Jesus way, 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 way more than he loves you. That's good for you. That's good for you. So, um, and then, you know, be the kind of Christian that you should be. Don't, um, yeah, just be pure and holy and do things right. I, I, you know, I don't know you personally, but when people come here and, and I know that they're not married, um, sometimes I look right at both of them and say, you guys are Christians, right? Kind of close. Is everything holy? Sometimes you can tell things are right, and sometimes you can tell they're not. And so, you know, just use discernment and wisdom. But dating a pastor who's doing stuff right, woo, that's <laughs> awesome, uh, you know. <laughs> You've been dating me for 52 and a half years. Yep, and it just continues on. <laughs> yep. Yeah, again, none of us are perfect people. But we should aim to be perfect, and when we mess up as far as, oh, I shouldn't have said that, or, oh, man, I'm so sorry, still work in progress, but be quick to repent and, and get right. Yeah, and, and he ought to be a, a man who says, I'm sorry, quickly and naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we mess up, uh, we're accountable to God to be those men who say, look, I blew it. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, two great words. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just those two. Period. Okay, that's for you, Meredith. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm thrilled that Paula weighed in on that from the other day. Mm-hmm. Okay, another one. You had the other call. Nunez, I loved his call because this happens to me sometimes too. As much as I talk and walk and, you know, pray now, <laughs> um, I run out of things to pray for sometimes too. You know, you just you start thinking about, I already prayed. Oh, man, I don't have nothing else to pray for. And so you said, you know, kind of pray and you're, your spirit tongue and stuff. But I have found sometimes that I'm ta- doing most of the talking and some, I have to say, oh, Jesus, let me be quiet for a minute. I need to hear from you. So sometimes I can be quiet, and because I've put the word in, he can kind of talk to me. It's kind of like he'll say, whew, I'm glad I can get a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> but um, even saying, with that being said, I do read the prayers in the Bible sometimes, especially when... I can't pray if maybe I'm hurt, you know, when I was sick. It was like, I can't even think, Lord. You know, when I had COVID that first time, my mind was just like reeling. I can't even think, God. So I was able to open up and and just read some of the prayers. And I knew I was feeding my spirit. Um, But, yeah, but there's sometimes when I I kind of run out of things to pray for, and then I get in the car, and then I see somebody that reminds me of somebody in the body, or I see somebody who might be, crying or sad or you know um then i get to pray for them or if i see somebody who's you know not being very nice i get to pray for their salvation so there's always stuff to pray for but there are times when we just really kind of need to be quiet yeah you know paul i would be talking about prayer out of mark chapter 11 on sunday and uh, one one of the things that I think we have a tendency to do as Christians is be, be, because there's an enemy who's always trying to make us feel guilty. Uh, I think we put too much pressure on prayer. It's like we got to be in a room and on our knees, and and it, you know we got to speak King James English. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think what Paul intended when he said to the churches in Thessalonica that we're to pray without ceasing mm-hmm. is that prayer is to be um, part of our life daily all day mm-hmm. um, and, and that's just talking with God and there's no pressure you talk to a friend it's comfortable the, the language flows it doesn't have to have any sort of of order 
to it. It doesn't make sense to anybody. You know, there's times when I'll, I'll, I'll start to explain my heart to Jesus and I'll say, well, well, you know that. I don't have to waste time with that. It's just normal conversation. Yeah. And that's the kind of prayer that is really freeing rather than, than binding, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. like oh, i got to come up with something better. Yeah. Um, you know, we need to resist using Christianese language in our prayers. Um, we need to... Uh, resist repetition in the sense that we just say words, mm-hmm. um, you know, Lord God Almighty, Lord God this, Lord God that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even other words, just. I, I, a Christian say the word just a lot in their prayers. Mm-hmm. I just want to thank you, Lord, for for just being with me and just. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell people here at Calvary Chapel to record their prayers. I did that. I didn't oh, did record you? it. I didn't record it, but I listened to my prayer. I told you. I didn't. I tell you. Maybe I did. You mean you recorded it, but then... I didn't record it. Well, I how would, did you listen to it? But I listened to myself oh, I see. as I was praying when I was walking with the Lord. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> when I, and I was thinking, girl, there are way too many personal pronouns in this <laughs> in this prayer. He's right. I, I better listen a little bit more. Um, but then the personal pronouns that I was... I, I said, oh, let me see. If I'm going to have personal pronouns, Lord, make me more like you. Mm-hmm. So that I can love the people the way you want me Thy will not, to love. My will them. be done. Yes, and so, but to to really take the time to listen to the prayer, it was embarrassing, Pastor Ron. Well, you know, we've all got recording devices now. I'm not doing it. <laughs> 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 I already know I was I messed up. But, you know, when we start praying, why does the, the, the cadence of our speech change? Why do certain words carry more emphasis? You know, I don't walk with you when we're walking this morning mm-hmm. uh, or yesterday morning. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, we're at a restaurant or something. I don't just say, Paula! What? What I do? It's just a normal, comfortable, free-flowing conversation. Yeah. And that's the way to communicate with the Lord. And why we have developed, I know we watch too much Christian TV or YouTube or whatever else, but 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 we pray. You know, uh, we, we went to the movie, The the Prayer Room, or what was that? The War Room. The War Room. Mm-hmm. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. And everybody's going, See, and people started to try to pray like that. Why would we do that? Just Remember me? Talk to the Lord. <laughs> when we first moved here, I had something like that, too. So I had my little chair. And a table set up in the closet. <laughs> I had maybe a, a you know piece of toast and my orange juice, and you you would knock on because that's the closet where our clothes were. Hello. <laughs> it was the only closet we had, Paula. <laughs> I need to get dressed. I'm not done praying yet. <laughs> you don't want me to go outside <laughs> and infect people because <laughs> I need to pray. <laughs> I've only been in here 15 minutes. I got another hour and 15 minutes to go. Can you do something till I'm done? Oh, that is so embarrassing, right? But I was, I would, I was watching Christian television before we came to Texas, and that's what was in my head. You know, that one of them false teachers said he prayed for eight hours on his knees. I'm thinking I can't make an, I can't make an hour and a half. I ran out of stuff to pray for, but I'm going to sit in here until something else happens because I'm not going outside and infect people. So, uh, just pathetic. Yeah, this Sunday, <laughs> this Sunday, Paul, I'm going to be doing from, from Jesus' lips. Uh-huh. I'm going to be talking about prayer. And those are always really important studies, and I hope people's hearts are open. But I think our biggest enemy in, in prayer, uh, bigger than the devil, bigger than trying to find the time, I think... Um, routine or imitating what we've heard from others uh, I think that's the, the the biggest enemy we have as Christians instead of just talking God who knows our hearts yeah he just wants to hear from us yeah I can get up every day and say thank you Lord that I'm, I'm walking on my own two feet I'm grateful for that thank you Lord that I have a car I can I could drive down to the store as I'm walking into the store I'm thinking Lord I get to come to the store and I can buy a few things Thank you for providing for me. Thank you, Lord, that I have a life that has meaning and purpose once again. Thank you, Lord, as I walk around the store for the divine appointments. You know, thank you, Lord, that, uh, you know, I got to hug that lady or just all throughout the day. 
thank you, Lord, at the end of the day. I can feed my husband something. You know, when we when you were away at Bible college, we, I didn't have food, and I kind of freaked out at, at the beginning. And then this one lady, the Lord put it on her heart that every week while you were in Bible college, she was supposed to give me a certain amount of money that I could go and buy groceries while, every week while you were at Bible college so that I would have something to feed you when you get there on the weekend. Thank you, Lord, for putting, you know. But he, he's always cared for us. Yeah. And and I think in, in the course of a normal conversation with the Lord, that Thanksgiving flows freely, and we're not, we don't have the pressure of trying to sound spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's just flowing. Paul said, with Thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Now, it's okay to have personal pronouns, and it's okay to make your own request to the Lord. Um, but But you've also, at the end of that, got to be able to say, Lord, if that's not what you want, Remember, I want what you want. Yeah. And um, um, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves. And then because we usually don't measure up to the standard that we set for ourselves, the enemy heaps all kinds of condemnation. And it's just one of those things where God says, no, no, no. This this prayer was supposed to be something that was enjoyable and refreshing and invigorating. And uh, sadly, Paul, most Christians don't look at prayer that way, mm-hmm. and they just put so much pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. And I like just to sit, um, if I'm in my office during the day, or if I'm out in the street exercising, whatever it is. Uh, I I just always want to be aware that he's here, mm-hmm. and I want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I want to hear from him. So thank you for the excess, Lord. Twenty four seven, you're not too busy. You want to hear from us, no matter what's going on or what's not going on. Thank you for the access. Yeah. So, anyway, it, yeah. Okay, we've got a few minutes left in the program. Probably, if you want to call, if you have a question or a comment for Paula, three four zero ninety five eighty five. But it's got to be pretty quick. So, mm-hmm. Paula, what's on your heart mm-hmm. now? Even if they don't call, and that's all right by me, because <laughs> <laughs> I still got something to say. Okay. Uh-huh. You were saying last night in Second Kings that the heart of worship is obedience, and I'm gonna laugh at myself again. You started out with some songs. <laughs> You said, will it go round in circles by, what's his name? Billy Preston. Billy Preston. Okay, until last night, I thought that song, I thought the song was Willie. (laughs) Willie, like, Willie. (laughs) Your name. Will it. (laughs) But will it go round in circles, you know? So thank you for clearing that up. (laughs) Will it go round in circles? And you said that Christian life is circular. And, um. Yeah, from Gilgal. Yeah, last night was such a, a great study, and I've heard it before, but you always do things differently. But um, you've been listening to all these songs lately, and I'm I'm, I'm actually I don't impressed. I haven't I haven't been listening to songs. Uh oh. It's just just when I do I'm doing a study, uh-huh. a song that we do here or something mm-hmm. uh, will come to mind. And in yesterday, uh, I had three songs I was thinking of. One was mm. just one that somebody sent me on a TikTok. I don't know uh-huh. what TikTok is, but yeah. but uh, my office manager brought it in. She said, oh, you got to see this. Louie brought it okay. or sent it to me. Uh-huh. And, and and instantly the song, um, I'm Coming Back to the Heart, Heart of, worship, of worship, came to mind. Yeah. And then in this Bible study that I knew I was doing for a week, mm-hmm. I've, I've had that situation where I'm thinking, um, um, um Nothing's going to hold me back, mm-hmm. and and this was this was a, a Bible study, how never to be held back, never to be away from the from the Word of God. So um, uh, that one, and then Billy Preston, uh, just it, it just came out of nowhere. I hadn't thought about Billy Preston since 1969, and yet I thought about Billy Preston. Paula, we're inside four minutes now. Okay, so you from nothing's going to hold me back and you said don't let fear or spiritual laziness keep you back and I was just um, thanking the Lord again because as I was out walking with him yesterday I just asked him I know I love saying that I I asked the Lord today saying I want more Lord I want more and um, so then when you when you start talking about from Gilgal and Gilgal is the destination that safe place where we've we've either passed the test or he's delivered us through the test and trials. It's a place of comfort. 
and personally, I like the place of comfort. I don't think. Um, yeah, we all do. Yeah, I don't think too many people would disagree with that. But you can't get to Gilgal and stay there. Yeah, yeah. And the Lord will stir things up because he wants us to go further. Because he doesn't stay in the place of comfort. He keeps walking to the cross. And so he needs us to do that, too. Um, God's always moving. Um, and we, we want to leave out of Gilgal in order to lead others to trust in the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving our lives meaning and purpose. Yeah. You know, Paula, especially when you get to people our age, um, there's there's just too many Christians who get to Gilgal and and think, um, you know, I can chill now. I've done my time. I've served faithfully. I love God. And they do, and they're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. But but God never lets us sit and rest. I mean, we, we rest as necessary. But he never lets us just stay. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing I love about getting older is that God has stirred my heart even more. And it's almost like there's there's just a greater sense of urgency. So i got to get back on the road again. Mm-hmm. And that's where we went. So Elisha passed the test because he knows he's getting groomed to be um, to take over. For Elijah. And so, you know, they go to Bethel. And so experience God for themselves there. And then Jericho, you know, the place of battle. And as I'm reliving these uh, stations, every Christian is in one of them right now. So if you're in a place of battle, rest there too and let the Lord fight for you. The the spiritual battles are the reason a lot of people like to stay in Gilgal. They don't want to, I'm done fighting. You know, I'm tired of fighting, but but we got to embrace the battle. Satan, Satan's going to be pushing no matter what. Yeah. So we got to embrace the battle. Paul, I'm really sorry. We're running out of time. That's We're right. just a little over a minute left. So um, once you finish what you're going to say, if, if Jesus doesn't come back, then we'll talk about this in heaven. But if he, I mean, if he comes back, we'll talk about it later. But if he doesn't, we'll talk about this next week too, if you want to. Mm-hmm. But we, Jordan, you got to cross the Jordan. It's scary. But wonderfully exciting. So whoever's in Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, or Jordan, the Lord's with you. If you are interested, you can listen to that study at calvarysa.com. It was last night's Bible study, 2 Kings chapter 2. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This has been the Date Day edition of the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. God bless you guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh, celebrating our 10th year of ministry on AM 630 The Word. The Word to Stand On for Life airs every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life is sponsored by Calvary Chapel San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.